Hello, my name is Dr. Adam Tenforti. I'm an associate professor at Harvard Medical School, and I'll be presenting on low energy availability in youth runners. I have no conflicts of interest to disclose. The objectives of my talk are to review the evidence on how low energy availability may affect health and performance in youth runners, and second, to uh, briefly discuss prevention strategies. As we know, low energy availability is a concern in athletes, especially in uh, endurance runners, given the high demands of participation in the sport. We know low energy availability is the cause of the female athlete triad and relative energy deficiency in sport. Both uh, the triad and the model RED-S describe how health can be impaired due to the effects of low energy availability. The female athlete triad is illustrated in the top right of this slide that in the setting of optimal energy availability, women should have normal menstrual periods and both the hormonal milieu as well as the nutritional substrate should allow for optimizing bone health. On the, the lower left of that model, in the setting of low energy availability with or without disordered eating, uh, a female athlete can develop functional hypothalamic amenorrhea, which can contribute to osteoporosis. You'll see in the bottom right of the screen, the model of red S, which illustrates that not only are there concerns regarding the triad of uh, disruptions to menstrual function and bone health, but that the low energy availability state can affect a number of other physiological uh, functions. On, uh, to the left of that model also illustrates the effects on performance, which include the, uh, the influence of low energy availability on the ability uh, to have good endurance, muscle coordination, and other aspects of health that are important for optimizing uh, performance as an athlete. So when we talk about youth running injuries, we need to recognize that this is an extremely common, um, there's a, an extremely high rate of injury in this population. Uh, one, uh, one position statement by the American Medical Society of Sports Medicine estimated that up to 68% of runners may sustain an annual uh, injury. And in particular, we believe that endurance athletes are at high risk for low energy availability. Again, highlighting how the low energy availability state may be, um, may be associated with developing um, overuse running related injuries. And this may be higher in female athletes and runners compared to male counterparts based on the work by uh, Ann Lauks. So we recently published a youth running consensus statement which highlighted the challenges for youth runners and the opportunities to optimize health what we uh, wanted to accomplish with developing this first consensus statement was to recognize that youth runners are a unique population and that we wanted to highlight the current science and the opportunities to expand on understanding this population. What we observed in our, in our consensus uh, guidelines and reviewing the available evidence are a number of key findings regarding a risk for injury. The first is uh, you know, similar to the concern that low energy availability may be seen more in female 
endurance athletes compared to male counterparts, we, we did reach the conclusion that girls appear to be at a greater risk for injuries than boys, that there are that prior injuries are a strong risk factor for a future injury. We did not identify that height or weight were particularly uh, predictors for injury, but if you look at BMI as as a as 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 a marker for potential um, suboptimal nutrition, a BMI below 19 appeared to be a risk for a bone stress injury in girls. Uh, the same observation was was not. Uh, strongly observed in boys. We also identified that higher BMI appears to be a risk for medial tibial stress syndrome, and uh, there's no clear uh, role of age, although, uh, you know, practically speaking, uh, those that are older may have greater cumulative exposure to the sport. So that is something to keep in mind when we, when we think about total exposure and risk for injury. When we look at the components of bone health in youth runners, in particular for bone stress injury, we identify in girl, uh, girl runners that uh, primary amenorrhea, so that's defined as uh, age amenarche, um, uh, age 15 or older, having a BMI below 19, prior participation in the lean, in sports that emphasize leanness, uh, gymnastics or dance, and prior fracture were risk for bone stress injuries in female adolescent runners. Uh, there, there are some other key findings with regards to risk for having lower bone mineral density, which include menstrual dysfunction, having a lower BMI, prior bone stress injury, and greater participation in endurance sports for adolescent female runners. Uh, we also um, identified in male runners that uh, having a lower BMI, a prior uh, bone stress injury, a reduction in dietary intake, of, of dairy products running greater than 30 uh, miles per week and um, the belief that being uh, thinner leads to faster running performances may also be risk factors for low bone mineral density in male runners. Now um, some of this comes from earlier work that, um, that, that I uh, performed with, with my mentor back at Stanford, Dr. Mike Fredrickson. Uh, this was a prospective observational study looking at risk factors for um, stress fracture in uh, adolescent uh, high school runners. What we looked at were 20, uh, 748 runners from 28 high schools. We collected baseline health characteristics and observed for prospective development of a stress fracture, which was defined as an injury that occurred due to participation in the sport of high school cross country or track and field, having a physician diagnosis with radiographic confirmation. We identified that 5.4% of girls and 4% of boys sustained one or more stress fracture. And in girls, the tibia was the most common location for the injury, uh, whereas for the boys, the metatarsal seemed to be the highest risk for injury. Now, when we look at the risk factors for female runners, we identify that prior fracture, prior participation in dancer gymnastics, having a BMI less than 19, and late menarche were each risk factors, uh, increasing the risk by anywhere from two to six-fold, and that these risks appeared to be cumulative. Those that had uh, three or more risks had a 40% um, risk for sustaining a bone injury within, within a year of uh, prospective follow-up. 
In uh, male runners, there were fewer risk factors identified. Uh, prior fracture, similar to girl, uh, female uh, high school runners had a six-fold increased risk, whereas participation in the sport of basketball, which involves a lot of jumping and ground reaction forces, seemed to be protective against developing a stress fracture during uh, high school um, uh, running participation. We, um, subsequent to uh, the consensus statement, we have published some recent, uh, recent work looking at middle school runners. And um, I'm excited to share that uh, with you in this presentation. What we were able to do was um, look at 2,134 youth runners who completed um, an online survey in May of 2020. Uh, these were primarily uh, surveys that were completed by individuals living in the state of Massachusetts in the United States. We, um, on reviewing the data, we had um, 858 girls and 1,255 boys who uh, met criteria for analysis, and we were able to collect uh, aspects of, of their health and prior uh, running related injuries, including overuse musculoskeletal injuries and bone stress injuries. And what we were interested in was the association of, of health factors to development of these forms of injury. What we observed is that actually by age 13 in this cohort, over half had reported developing one or more overuse injury. Uh, the rate was slightly higher in girls and boys with 56% of girls and 50% of boys reporting one or more overuse running related injury. We identified that risk factors associated with injury um, were included uh, dietary factors, which could be markers for the low energy availability state, skipping meals, missing breakfast, and consuming less milk. Uh, we also identified that greater training volume and faster runners appeared to uh, be uh, more likely to have an overuse injury. Now, while we can't, um, we can't prove that that is due to the low energy availability state, some of these factors of a greater training volume certainly would contribute to a risk for low energy availability. And faster runners may also reflect someone who's a little bit more focused on the sport. Now, when we look at the risk factors that are unique to girls, we do observe that higher uh, dietary restraint, a later age of menarche, having a history of menstrual disturbances, prior eating disorder diagnosis, and following a vegetarian diet were each risk for overuse uh, running-related injuries in girl runners. We were able to um, also look in this cohort for um, for potential risk factors associated with bone stress injury. Within this cohort, we defined a bone stress injury as an injury that occurred due to participation in the sport of running, had an anatomical location identified, a physician diagnosis, and uh, evidence and, and a report of radiographic confirmation. Uh, interesting to note is in this population of individuals who are age 13, uh, on average, 4.7% uh, had reported already sustaining one or more bone stress injury, and notably girls were more likely to sustain one of these injuries compared to boys at 6.7% versus 3.8%. What we observed as risk factors for bone, uh, potential risk factors for bone stress injuries in girls included those that consumed less than three meals per day, 
had a history of diagnosed eating disorder, a prior family, uh, a known family history of osteoporosis, and those that are at older age. And again, older age may just reflect that there's been greater time for exposure uh, to the sport and the risk for an injury. We identified in Boyce um, that prior history of fracture was a risk factor, a family history of osteoporosis similar to the girl runners was a risk factor for a bone injury, and a greater running volume, again, um, uh, was, was a risk factor for, for bone injury in boys, not girls, and that may, again, reflect um, a risk for the low energy availability state. What was interesting to note is when we looked at both um, associated factors for running-related injuries as a whole and for bone stress injuries, we identified that basketball and soccer appeared to reduce the likelihood of a running-related injury. In fact, 60 to 80 percent reduction was observed in the risk for a bone injury um, in those that have participated in soccer or basketball, both in boys and girls. And again, this may reflect that the uh, participation in multidirectional higher impact loading sport leads to a, a better osteogenic response, but it may also reflect that sports um, Sports sampling allows for developing other uh, skills and loading the musculoskeletal system in ways that uh, do not place the bones at cumulative uh, risk for overuse um, running related injuries or bone injuries. So when we think about injury prevention, the, the key factors are to promote sports sampling and discourage um, primary uh, focus on youth sports specialization in running uh, at younger ages. Uh, early screening during uh, pre-participation uh, physical examinations is a good time to identify those with markers for low energy availability state. I believe it's really important to focus on lifestyle factors. That includes making sure that individuals have optimal energy availability, dietary intake of calcium and vitamin D, and finally, uh, appropriate sleep quality because that certainly will affect uh, a number of aspects of health. I believe that you should promote ball sports and jumping activities at a, an earlier age. This may again be more osteogenic and with appropriate nutrition will allow for building stronger, more robust bones. The uh, cumulative risk assessment, whether you use uh, the Red S Cat um, or combine that with some of the tri cumulative risk assessment. This can be a very helpful tool for identifying triad risk factors and um, factors related to the Red S uh, syndrome. And that can be helpful to identify those athletes who may need to meet with a sports dietitian. Cumulative risk, again, can be used to determine a low, moderate, or high risk using uh, the triad cumulative risk assessment. And the, the Red S uh, CAT tool also provides a red light, yellow light, green light, um, which, which again gives some similar guidance in terms of who is safe to continue to participation, uh, participate in sport versus those who um, might need to uh, take some time away from the sport to ensure that their um, health is optimized, including their nutritional status. So in summary, youth runners are at risk for consequences of the low energy availability state as described in the triad and the REDS model. We identify that, ident that optimizing energy intake, calcium and vitamin D, and promoting optimal bone gains through uh, multi-sport participation may reduce the risk for overuse injuries.
Thank you for listening. I hope you have learned a little bit and you enjoy the rest of the adolescence webinar series.